the young, the little baby, six months old, on Wednesday, on Monday, tomorrow at, at one in Piedmont. So we're going down and uh, his 20-year-old granddaughter's baby, six months old, uh, passed away some kind of way, you know, freak accident where she kind of rolled over on the mattress and she, the baby was in the bed by itself and suffocated. So, but you know, that's a difficulty at any time uh, we have, um, um, death, and especially when it's a child, it's, it's a lot more difficult, amen. So we just want to lift that family up, the Manly family, the, the Graydon family is really the Graydon family. Uh, young couple, uh, first child, uh, and I think she's 20, and I guess the young man is about the same age, so yeah, they're quite not really fully understanding, you know, what's happening, but God is able, amen. The Lord is able, so we want to, to uh, uh, lift that family up and and all that they're going through. Uh, only God knows. And I, and I said to, uh, as I said to the other uh, grandmother on the father's side, you know, uh, you never know what a child is having to escape. And in our day and time, you know, you just don't know anymore. Because things are, are, are kind of difficult out there. So we're, we're grateful and we're thankful. I'm not sure if we've got streaming live going, uh, Dr. Uh, going back there, but I know he went into the office, so we just make sure, need to make sure we got things going, because the word today, so we, we have a word that the Lord has given us, and we want to make sure that as many people possible are able to hear what the Lord has to say. We want to make sure, is he there? He's there, okay. I'll uh, make sure everyone's able to hear this word this morning, those that, that are not present, those that are streaming live and that are able to hear this word, we want to make sure that we're able to uh, um, uh, impart it into as many ears uh, uh, that we can. All right. Um, uh, audio, video, five, four, three, two, one, and we are live. We'd like to invite your attention to the book of Second Chronicles. We've got some uh, uh, territory to cover in the scriptures. Um, of course, we will continue as the Holy Spirit leads. Second uh, uh, Chronicles chapter number 31. Second Chronicles chapter number 31. And today we want to talk about the end time prophecy. End, end time, E-N-D, the end time prophecy. And we want to make sure people are aware. Um, we know last, last week Dr. Manley shared about hard times coming. And it's ironic, so many people before the day was over on Sunday afternoon, so many people had gone to sermon.net to hear uh, what was being said and, and, and what's, what's going to happen in the, in the hard times. And even to the Apple store, it, it began to, to, to fill itself. But uh, we want to, to continue to speak to the people about the end time prophecy, things that are, that are coming and there's some good things, and then there's some things we have to prepare ourselves for. I, I want to share this. Uh, I think maybe the first of the year, I know that was the first of the year. We, the Lord gave us uh, a word, and he told us that 2015 was going to be a good year for us. And that I uh, didn't know what was going to happen in 2016, but however the Lord blesses you in, in 2015, we have to be obedient and, and, and follow what the Lord has to say about the increase that we're going to receive. And I think it was 
Sometime this year, I had had a dream, and I had shared it with some people here. And I shared it with church, and I shared it with some other people. And I saw people just running everywhere. In, in the dream, people were just running everywhere. And uh, I was with Dr. Manley. For some reason, he had gotten out of the car, and he started walking, and people were just running, just running. And I, I, I ran up on my brother. My brother, uh, 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 he's a pastor of Church of Christ in Sisby. And uh, as he was coming out of his home, he said he was going to, to buy bread. Bread was a scarcity in, in the dream. So as we were going to, to buy bread, there was a line, I mean, uh, at the store, there was a line for people trying to buy bread. And however, when we get to that store, they were saying that they were out of the bread. They were, so they told us to go down to the next store. So when we go down, it was a little small building, and I remember there was a little small window there. And uh, I asked somebody to let me cut the line. I, you know, I wanted to get the bread. And they were gracious enough to allow me to, to cut the line. So when I, when I was able to cut the line and I began to ask the man if he had bread to sell, he told me, he said, well, I don't have anything. I'm out. But then when I looked, I saw five loaves of bread. And I said, well, there's some bread right there. He said, I, I said, I want that bread right there. And so he sold me the five loaves of bread, and I shared the bread with my, my brother. And on my way to, to his home, just as soon as we got into his house, uh, and, and I, I remember his wife opening the door because she was telling me a storm was coming. And when she opened the door, as soon as she opened the door, the storm hit. And when we came out, because we went down in this basement, when we came out, this house that was there, that the whole house was taken off its foundation. And so when I shared that, and I was talking to my sister about it on yesterday, she said, I remember you telling me the dream, and I, I think I've shared the dream here and about making preparations. But today I want to, with that being said, when we were in Newberry, um, I guess it was on Friday, Friday, yeah, midday Friday, I, uh, someone was sharing with me about uh, this lady had came through, through their shop, and she was talking about, how uh, this lady who was a prophet, I don't know who she is, was telling them to prepare. So therefore, I knew that I had heard what the Lord said. I knew we were on track with what God was saying. And she said, um, the, the prophet said uh, uh, bread was going to get scarce. And then when she said bread, immediately my mind went back to the dream. And I began to share with her about the dream that I had a few months back. And uh but anyway, I was telling, I said, the lady's on, on cue. I said, God is speaking to those that were here. So those that have an ear, the Spirit of the Lord is saying, saying to, to us to hear. So today we want to continue on the path that the Lord is leading us in Second Chronicles chapter number 31. Now there are some things that's going to happen before a lot of things happen that's, that we're going to need, because right now we're preparing. But in uh, Second Chronicles chapter number 31, because there's some reading I need to do in order for us to get to where God wants us to, to be. Now, Second Chronicles chapter number 31, we're going to begin reading at verse number 1. Like I said, there's some reading I have to do, and uh, it's, it's important that we catch hope to the word. Now, verse 1 in chapter uh, 31 in Second Chronicles says, Now, when all this was finished... All of Israel that was present went out to the cities of Judah. They broke the images in pieces and cut down the groves and threw down the high places and the altars 
out of all Judah and Benjamin and Ephraim and Manasseh until they had utterly destroyed them all. Then all the children of Israel returned every man to his possession into their own city. Now, first of all, in, in this verse 1, before we can uh, receive what the latter part of these verses are going to tell us, there's some things that the body of Christ has to do. And, it, uh, and they, they spoke of Israel. So the body of Christ has to tear down all of these idols that they've got set up. Whether it be materialistic things, whether it be your family, anything that we have set before God that's not uh, uh, priority, because God is top priority, God is number one. These things have to be torn down in order for God to do what he wants to do next in our life. We cannot put God secondary, and, and that's what is happening now to the body of Christ. We are putting, putting God secondary rather than putting him number one. Amen? So they have to tear it down, and, and it talks about Benjamin. Benjamin means the son's right hand. Then it talks about Ephraim. Ephraim means double fruitfulness. Now, Manasseh means to forget or neglect. Now, what happens here is the people had neglected or they had forgotten God. They, and, and in the time of our prosperity, God tells us we need to be careful in the time of prosperity. A lot of times when God blesses us, we neglect to give him praise and glory. And we find ourselves doing everything else except coming and praising and worshiping God. And, and honoring him. So this was what's happening then. You know, Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new up under the sun. You know, whatever's been before is coming again. So whatever we're seeing now, it has already happened before. We just got to get on board. Now, verse number two says, and Hezekiah, who is the king, he says he appointed the courses of the priests and the Levites after their course. Every man according to his service, the priests and the Levites for, uh, for burnt offerings and for peace offerings to minister and to give thanks and to praise in the gates of the tent of the Lord. Now, dropping down to the verse number four, it says, moreover, uh, talking about Hezekiah, this is what he did. Once the people did what they were supposed to do, by tearing down those things that they had before God, those, those idols, those images. You know, those images is, is those things that, that, that we have set up that's not really real, okay? Uh, now, uh, verse number 4 says, Moreover, he commanded the people that dwelt in Jerusalem to give the portion of the priests and the Levites that they might be encouraged in the law of the Lord. Now, here in verse 4, uh, uh, he's telling the people to begin to, to bless the house of God. And the reason why is because there will come a time when the leaders will become a, in a, a spirit of dismay. They're, they're going to be discouraged. You're going to find it all over. There's going to be a discouragement. But this is what God is saying the people are to do. They're to, to, to bless the house of God. Now, this is, this is why they're to bless Let's go to Malachi chapter number two. And you want to keep your, you want to keep your finger there in second uh, clock. Because what God is showing us is about what has to happen before 
uh, these other things that's going to happen that's coming down the tube. Okay? But in Malachi chapter number 2, Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament, uh, and chapter number 2, why is it we're to, to bless uh, 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 in the house of the Lord? Why are we to bless? Because he says to bless the, you know, the priest, he was telling uh, Hezekiah, was commanded, he didn't ask, he commanded the people to, to be a blessing to the house of God. Now, verse number 7 in Malachi chapter number 2 says, are we there? It says, for the priest's what? Lip. Lips. For the priest's lips should, should, now it said should, should keep what? Knowledge. See, the free, those that stand before you, their lips should keep knowledge. Should keep knowledge. Now, if they're spending some time before the Lord, okay, it says, uh, for the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth, for he is the what? Messenger or the Lord of hosts. So those that God has positioned in the body of Christ to be a mouthpiece for the Lord, you know, from their lips comes knowledge, and they are messengers of God. So, so going back to, to 2 Chronicles chapter number 31, Hezekiah begins to command the people, all right? And let's see what happens when he commands them and they are obedient. They've already been obedient first, the first time. They were obedient in tearing down those images, those idols. They got rid of those things that they had put before God. Now, this is the second thing he tells them to do because there is something coming down the tube. Now, we're talking about the end time prophecy. End, E-N-D, the end time prophecy. Now, he commands them to, to, to bring. And verse number five says, And as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in what? Abundance. The first fruits of corn, wine, oil, and honey, and of all the increase of the field, and the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly. So God says, in this end time prophecy, what's going to happen once we obey what the Lord has said about him when he commands us to, to bring in uh, 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 the, the first fruit, when he commands us to bring in, he commands us to bring in those things that the Lord says to bring into his house. God says, when we are obedient, then your abundance is going to come. And he said, when abundance come, and, and I got so excited when I, when I started reading this. Let me tell you how I got to Second Chronicles chapter number 31. Two weeks ago, I was sitting there and I was praying. And I said, oh, Lord, I said, I, I'm just, we're just going to trust you. You know, don't know how things going to work out. Don't, don't know how things going to be. But God just want to trust you. So I began to, first of all, I thought maybe I need to go to Genesis because that in Genesis it talks about Joseph and how he began to prepare things and put things up uh, because there was a famine coming. So in the process of going to Genesis, I just opened my Bible. And when I opened my Bible, it fell on Second Chronicles chapter number 31. And old Brenda said, oh, Chronicles. You know how it is when we see a book like that. I said, oh, I can't be nothing in Chronicles. And so I started reading. And once I started reading, I said, wait a minute, Lord, what are you saying here? And, and I had to begin to backtrack. So God says, right before things really hit, he said, I'm going to bless the body of Christ. He said, once I bless them, he said, no, before I can bless them, they got to put away all that mess. 
See, once you put all that already that the mess, he says, then once you receive the commandment of the Lord and do what God said, do it by blessing. Because see, you're going to be able to bless. And the reason why it's going to be in such an abundance, you're going to have to bring some of that abundance to the house of God. That's how the Lord says in the beginning, I'm going to bless my people. Remember now in 2016, I can't tell you what's going to happen, but I can tell you what's going to happen in 2015 because that's what the Lord said. Now, he says now they're going to begin to bring in the bless, uh, abundance because I'm going to bless them in abundance. Okay? Now, in verse number 6 says, And concerning the children of Israel and Judah, Judah meaning praise, it says, That dwelt in the city of Judah, they also brought in the tithe of oxen and sheep and the tithe of holy things, which was consecrated unto the Lord thy God, and laid them by heaps. And verse 7 says, in the third month, they began to lay the foundation of heaps and finished them in the seventh month. Now, verse number 10 says, And Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zodak, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and have left plenty. You see how God's going to bless the body of Christ. They're going to have so much that when they bring it into the, into the house, because, see, they're going to have their own abundance, and they're going to share what God has blessed them with. So when they bring it in, uh, uh, what God has shared, uh, blessed them with, it's going to be so much in, in the house of God that it's going to be plentiful. Not only the people going to be blessed, but the house of God will be blessed too. Amen? Because he's talking about abundance is what he's saying here. Then he says, since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have eaten, we have had enough to eat, and have left plenty. So in other words, the priest had more than enough, and there was stuff left over. He says, for the Lord has what? Blessed his people. Amen? For the Lord has blessed his people, and that which is left is this what kind of store? Great store. So there's going to be such an abundance there. That, that God said that's going to be a great store. See, the people are going to be blessed because they obeyed. The, the, the priest of the house is going to be blessed because the people obeyed. And then there will be so much left over that whenever, if there be a need for some reason, they can come to the storehouse to get what's needed. Amen. See, there's a reason for the storehouse. Amen. See, you've got to have a centralized storehouse. Amen. Because you remember last week we shared about the dream that God talked about all the people. And God, and I kept asking God, I said, now God, what is it about these faces that I'm missing? What is it? And then the other day he said to me, the reason why the first group, they wouldn't color in the faces. The second group colored in the faces, God says, it's because it's going to affect all nationalities of people. That this is not just going to be a miracle situation, but what's going to happen, it's going to be globally. It's going to affect everybody. Amen. But God said, in the meantime, I'm going to bless my people. And because I'm going to bless my people, then they're going to be able to be a blessing. And then that because of they've been a blessing, so much is going to be left over that they're going to have a storehouse left there. I said, thank you, Lord. I received that. Amen. See, when you sit down and hear what God has to say and you pour out your heart, then God will give you a word, even though it was Chronicles. Amen. And even though I didn't want to read Chronicles, because my mindset says ain't nothing in Chronicles except some hard stuff. Amen. But I didn't know this was there. And I praise the Lord. Amen. Then the, I want to read the A part, A clause of verse number 12. Verse 12 says, 
and, and they brought in in the offerings and the tithes and the dedicated and the dedicated things. How? Faithfully. So it wasn't a hit and miss. They faithfully did it because God commanded them to do it. Not only did he command them, but he had blessed them so much. They couldn't help but do what God said do. Amen. So then I, I went back and I said, okay, God, I see that you're going to bless your people. I see that. I, I, those that are obedient, Lord, I see that you're going to bless. So then I said, but God, how, tell me how they're going to get there. Now let's go to Second Chronicles chapter number 30. Okay. Um, we got to look at some things. Second Chronicles chapter number 30. Amen. Uh, verse number 1 in, in chapter number 30. It says, And Hezekiah sent to all of Israel and Judah, and he wrote letters also to Ephraim, Ephraim and Manasseh. Remember now, Ephraim is double fruitfulness. means double fruitful. Manasseh means to, to forget or to neglect. Okay? And it says that they should do what? Come to the what? House of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. Two things he says there. He says, he, he sends forth his word. He tells the, the people, he says, now you've got to come to the house of the Lord. And the reason why, he says, because they had forgotten. See, they had gotten blessed. Now, Ephraim means double fruitfulness. They had gotten blessed. I mean, they were fat off the Lord's goods. I hear your Holy Spirit. They were fat off the Lord's goods, and they, and they turned around, and they forgot the goodness of God, so they stopped coming to the house of the Lord. Amen? You look around and think about it. You know, as people are getting blessed, all of a sudden they say, well, I don't need God no more. I don't need the fellowship no more. I can, I can assemble at the house. I can stay at the house. Well, you can't take certain scriptures out of the book. You know, you can't make the word be what you want it to be. Amen? So right here he says they have forgot. They, they forgot who blessed them with what they had. So they chose to sit at the house. But the first word was in this end time season, the end time prophecy is, God says, get back in the house. Get back in the house. You know, because the same way God gave those blessings is the same way God can subtract those blessings. Amen. So God says, you need to get back into the house. And then he talks about the Passover. The next thing he talked about was keeping the Passover. I said, okay, God, I understand that the, the Passover had to do with the children coming out of coming out of Egypt. I understand about the blood on the doorpost. God said, yeah, that's well and good. He said, but go a little bit deeper. He says, what that really meant, that they were liberated. They had, achieved, they had achieved their freedom. And God says, what has happened, people have forgotten how God has set them free from all the mess they were in. And because they have forgotten, God said, listen, they get to go back and they got to remember what God did for them. You know, how he pulled them up out of the muckery mire crate. How he, he, he prevented those, those oh, oh, evil, the evilness to come against them and it didn't have an effect. How he delivered them from situations and, and circumstances in their life. God says, now they forgot. So he said, I've liberated them. He said, I've set some of them free from all kind of addictions, all, all, all kind of things. He said, but they have forgotten what I've done. He said, now God says, now you remember now that I have set you free. Don't go back into bondage when you've been set free. He said, I've liberated you. So he says, now once you've been liberated, you remember God liberated you. You need to come and give me some praise, is what the Lord said. You need to come and give me praise. Amen. Now, let's go to Second Chronicles once again. Oh, boy. 
Amen. Second Chronicles chapter number 29. I tell you, talking about this end time prophecy. Amen. The end time prophecy. Amen. Praise God. Because there's a lot of stuff going to be happening. We just have to be ready for what the Lord says to do. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Second Chronicles chapter number 29. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, verse number 2, Second Chronicles chapter number 29, verse number 2. Now, verse number 2 says, and talking about Hezekiah because he had come become a king earl. He says in verse 2, he said, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that David, his father, had done. He, in the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and he repaired them. God says, in this spiritual house, there's got to come some, some repairing. Some things have to be done. So, and that's on the spiritual note. And, and he says, you've got to open the door. You've got to open this up. Do an inventory. And some repairing has to take place. Now, verse 3 says, He in the first year of his ring, in the first month, opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and he repaired them. And, so, and he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together in the east street. Now, God says, we have to allow the, the, the priests within us to rise up. A lot of times, we, I think Dr. Man talked about it on Wednesday night, how sometimes we allow the Lord to go to sleep within us. So we, it's time to wake him up because we're going to have to be alert. We've got to be aware so that when things come our way, we'll already heard what God has said do, and we won't be affected about the, what's coming our way. Because God says that now we're like trees planted by, by the river. Now, if we're planting and we're deeply rooted and we, and we can smell that water, God said we're going to flourish even in hard times. So God, either God's word is true or God's word is a lie. Amen. So he said we're going to flourish in difficult times. But he said, but I got to prepare you so when that time come, when that heat come upon you, you won't even feel it. You'll be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You won't even feel it at all. Amen. Amen. Now, then in verse number 5 says, and said unto them, watch this, hear me, ye Levites. Spoke to the priest. He says, sanctify, clean up where you messed up. Sanctify now yourselves and sanctify, and sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers and carry forth the what? Filterness prayer out of the holy place. See, in other words, clean up stuff. So, so in, in, the, in, in, in the tangible house, God says, you know, you, it's got to be cleaned up. And in your spiritual house here, God says, it's got to be cleaned up. He says, you got to bring it forth. He says, I bring forth that what? Filterness. Huh. God called it what, for what it is. He says, bring forth that filterness, you know, and then he said, take it out of, this is the holy place here. Hmm. This is the holy place. He said, take the filterness out of the holy place. You know, these are things that have to be done in regards to the end time prophecy. We have to clean up the, the internal. Amen? Amen. Because you remember now, the Passover, when they were liberated, you know, the blood had to be on the doorpost, you know, for their protection. So when things come, we have to make sure we're in right standing with God so those winds can blow over us. Amen? He said, clean it up. He said, sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers. Carry forth the filterness out of the holy place. For our fathers have what? Trespassed. They sinned. 
and done that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord our God, and done what? And have forsaken him. They have forsaken him and have, watch this, and have turned away their faces from the what? Habitation of the Lord and turned their back. So, so much as that's happening. Where we're supposed to dwell in God, we've turned away our faces from, from habiting of the Lord. Whether it be in, in the tangible house or the, the spiritual house. God says they have turned their face. And, and so God is upset. He's, and have turned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord and turned their backs. So many people have turned their back on God. Amen. So many people have turned their back on God because they are willing to accept whatever uh, uh, mankind tells them. Forget about, it's like, forget about what God says. Forget about what's written in the book. Do what makes you feel good. No, doing what you feel good will get you in hell. Amen. It will get you a seat in that kingdom called hell. Amen. It will get you a seat there. You can't, you can't uh, justify wrong and say, uh, 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 well, it's all right with God. God loves us all. But God has regulations and rules for the body of Christ. You can't get around rules and regulations. You know, some of us are like, I don't want to, I don't want to stay in the house because they got rules and regulations. Well, baby, if you come into the kingdom, they still got rules and regulations. God has rules and regulations according to his word. So, so many things are happening. Then the next thing we're going to go, after you remember now, God has said that he is going to bless us in abundance, right? And we're going to be obedient. We're going to be obedient for what the Lord says. The Lord says, as I bless you, you're going to bring into the house. And there'll be so much that whatever may come, then uh, we'll have plenty left over. Amen. Uh, We'll have that storehouse. But then the reason why God is going to do all this, this is the reason why. Remember the first dream that I shared. Now, Dr. Mellon hit on this uh, last week, but uh, and that's what I think I shared about how he had gone to my scripture. Amen. Let's go to the book of Revelations. Revelations chapter number 6. Revelations chapter number 6. Revelations chapter number 6. We're talking about the end time prophecy. The end time prophecy. God's going to bless his people. Only after they've torn down those, those idols and those images and they go back to the Lord and they find themselves back into the house of the Lord and how they, they will begin to, to praise him and, and acknowledge who he is. And the reason why the abundance is going to come is because of this particular reason. Revelations chapter number 6. Amen. Revelations chapter number 6. And we are going to begin reading at verse number 5. Verse 5 says, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. God always gives us a warning. God always reveals to his prophets about what is coming. He doesn't keep anything secret. He prepares his people. So what he says here, he said, Come and see. And he says, and I beheld in a black horse, meaning black meaning darkness, and he that sat on him had a pair of what? Balances in his hand. Now, 
When you think about balances, you're thinking about uh, it's a symbol of, of scarcity, scarcity. It's a symbol of, of provisions that, that's, that's going to be there, but it's going to be very scarce. That's why you have the balance, the balances. So, so God is saying things are going to be weighed out. He, he said, just watch, Brenda, tell the people, make sure they do what they need to do because there will come a time when it's going to be so difficult that what we have, it can easily be weighed in balances, okay? There's going to be a scarcity. You know, things are going to become very rare. I mean, to the point where it's going to be very difficult. Amen? Now, it goes on to say, in verse number 6, he says, And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. He talks about, you know, I, I'm, I'm, when I hear God, and I know that I hear God, I, I move on what God says. I, I get in a hurry, and I do. I get in a hurry, and when, when, when God is speaking like that, I say, okay, God, I, I, I don't want to question what you're saying. I just want to follow through. You know what it says about, talks about wheat, a measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. See, you'll get more of what's that's cheaper, but he talked about that wheat, that, that which is best. And I said to my sister on yesterday, she was going to the grocery store, I said, when you go there, I want you to check on, check on the flour and cornmeal. I don't know how much it costs. And if it's on sale, I need to buy it. I need, I need to purchase it. I need to purchase it. Because, see, after a while, not only are you going to see things, prices escalate, they're going to get even higher. Now, last week, last week, I was in the store, and uh, I don't usually buy a whole lot of sugar because we don't use a whole lot of sugar. But I saw a five-pound bag of sugar that was $3.98. They had it for $1.98. So the Spirit spoke and said, buy. So I bought five bags. I bought 20, 20 pounds of sugar. So it's going to last us a while. Amen. So, so when I did that, then the next, I think, I don't know, it was two or three days later, Dr. Man was sitting there and something come over the news or something he's in read somewhere. He said, you know sugar going to go up, don't you? Probably so. All I know is the Spirit said, buy it, and I bought. So, so when God speaks and you see these things, I'll say it, you better go ahead because it, all of a sudden things going to skyrocket. Amen. They gonna, and they are skyrocketing even, even as we speak. Amen. Now, I want us to go to Leviticus chapter number 26. We're almost done, but I've got to get in what, what God says we need to keep. We need to mature that we are, we are preparing for what God is saying to do, for us to do. Amen. Leviticus. Leviticus. That's one of them books you don't like to go to. Amen. Leviticus chapter number 26. Show you about these balances and the scarcity that's, that we're going to be facing. We're talking about end time prophecy. Okay. All right, verse number 26, Leviticus chapter number 26. It says, And when I have broken the staff of your bread, watch this, ten women shall bake your bread in how many ovens? One oven. We're talking about ten women, ten women now, going to be able to bake your bread in one oven. 
Now, if you think it's ten women, you know it should be a whole lot of bread, right? You you need you need ten ovens. But here it's saying ten women are going to be able to break that bake that bread in one oven. That means that's going to be a reduction. That it's going to be able to fit like that. Now y'all got it. He's talking about end time prophecy. He says now they shall break the break your bread in one oven, and they shall deliver you your bread again by what? By weight. They're going to bake your bread. Ten women going to bake what you're supposed to have in one oven. And even, the, even though there's a reduction there because we're ten, you should be able to have ten, ten times the amount. Uh, it's going to be such a reduction that when it comes out of your oven, that you're going to be able to be served by weight. In other words, it's going to be that even more smaller, a greater reduction. I heard somebody say the word progression. That's right, a, a, a progression of reduction of things God is going to send our way. So that's why we need to learn to prepare. Because he says, they shall deliver to you. They shall deliver to you now. now all ten of these women that brought their bread, put it in one oven. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a sad commentary right there. But when you get it back, you know, that, that, that same bread they're going to give to you, now it's going to be given to you back by weight. And ye shall eat. And then what did it say? And not be what? Satisfied. In other words, it's going to be so small, it's not going to even satisfy you. That we're talking about in time prophecy. Things that are, that's going to hit. You know, I mean, the scarcity of it. Now, let's go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter number 4. Ezekiel chapter number 4. Ezekiel chapter number 4. Remember now, we're talking about end time prophecy. There's going to be continual reduction in, in, in the amount we have. And, and when you start dealing with things in weight, that means you're going to get less of it. That's why the balances talk about in the book of Revelation. See, see the, when God talks about those balances and how expensive things are going to be, remember now when John hears that, you know, God brings him up. God reveals to him things to come. Amen. He, he reveals to him about things to come. And see, things are happening. So that's why when we look at the book of Revelation, we have to connect the dots. Amen. And, 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 and see what God is saying. Now in Ezekiel chapter number 4, verse number 16. All right. Verse 16 says, Moreover, I'm going to Ezekiel. It says, Moreover, he said unto me, Solomon, builders of mankind, Behold, I will break the staff of bread. He's already said that. In Jerusalem. When, and it will be in our peace time. You know, the Bible talks about, uh, when they say peace and safety, he said, then comes self destruction. And everybody right around here, everything, everything going to be wonderful. Don't worry about it. And I'm going to live for the day. Listen, let them go ahead and live for the day. But to rest assured, they don't come to your cupboard when that day is over. Amen. You use some wisdom now. You let them go whine and die and do all they want to. But you do what the words say. The words say begin to prepare yourself now and begin to put up because things are going to get scarce. Amen. They're going to they're get scarce here now. He says, I, I will break the staff of bread in Jerusalem and they shall eat bread. That's, there it is again. They shall eat bread by what? Weight. And it talks about that when, when, when they brought that bread uh, um, that was given to them by those ten women, that they were not satisfied, okay? Now, it says, and with care, bread by weight, and they're going to make sure it's to the nth degree. 
I mean, if it's supposed to be a pound, you won't get you won't get a pound plus. You just gonna get that pound. You might get a little bit on you. Amen. Then it says they're gonna do it with care. And watch this. And they shall drink what? Water by what? Measure. And with astonishment. But not only do you prepare and you put up for for the for the tangible thing that's gonna satisfy the body, because later on God's gonna give us the other part. But right now we need to deal with what's, what's the, the physical body needs. You're going to need some water. You're going to need water. Look at the word. It says, and with care, and they shall drink water by measure. That means you're not going to be, a water's not going to be in surplus. Think about the, the drought. The, uh, uh, when you think about the drought, you know, as, as, as was shared with us last week, about that drought in California and how bad it is. And even how the earth is sinking, okay? And how they're going drilling deep trying to get water from even beneath the earth. See, what's happening, we have depleted uh, 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 the things, the essential things that we need, which we think is going to always be there. But now that thing is, 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 is taking a, a, a turn, it's taking a course because, you know, I've got a sister that always puts up, always. And so when I called her and said, well, she was supposed to be getting me some corn. Well, she said, well, the man's crop didn't produce this year. I said, what you mean his crop didn't produce? His crop didn't produce. The, the normal thing that he did every year, it did not produce. So I, and so here I go. I'm, I'm going on a venture looking for some corn now and praying some ridiculous prices in the beginning till she told me, she's not running. You, you wait till somebody put it on sale, then you go get it. So listen to the Holy Spirit one more time, Okay. So I, I had to take down to Manly's computer, bless be the Lord, you know, it will stay fixed, uh, uh, up to the computer source. He got his finger up, amen. Uh, so I went up there, and the man told me, he says, well, it's going to be about, first he told me it's going to be 15 minutes. I wait, and that's okay, I can wait 15 minutes. So then he says, uh, it's going to be about 30 more minutes. That's why I might as well go on down through here. And I heard the Spirit says, go to Walmart. See, see if they got any corn there while you wait. I said, okay. So when I go to Walmart, I walked in, what do I see? Corn for 25 cents a year. Where at the produce stand, they sell that same corn for 50 cents a year. So I go in and I buy me 40 ears of corn and I put them up. And my sister said, well, that's a whole lot of corn. I said, honey, I don't know how long this thing going to last. I'm just going to make sure I'm well fed. Amen. Now, I'm going to follow what the Spirit has to say. Amen. So, so I bought it and, and, and my sister said, well, you... You, what's happening to you? you? You're not that kind of person to do no, no freezing or canning or whatever. I said, all I know is what the Spirit is saying. And I'm following what the Spirit is saying. So then I, I told that man, I said, we need, to, we need to start stacking up on our water now. Because, see, when I first heard that part of Florida was in a drought, I couldn't believe that. That's like them folks down there by the water. They're by the ocean. How did they get in a drought? But it's happening everywhere. I mean... Food is not producing as it should. I mean, we look at the land that we drive by all the time, and it does not look the, the way it normally looks, beautiful and green. It, it looks like it's having some difficulties. It reminded me of when Katrina hit, and right after that, we went riding there uh, uh, um, and when, when Katrina hit in, in that area, and it looked like the, the nature was, was just so sad. The trees looked like they were weeping, like they, they were in pain. And to me, that's how the land is beginning to look. And it's because it's not getting the rain that it needs. 
God is not sending those things. See, God can reign in one place and not reign in another. He, he can hold back. And so what's happening, but God says, this thing is going to affect the entire global. It's not just going to be here. That's why all the faces had to be colored in because it's going to affect all nationalities. So these are the five things. I think I listed maybe three things. Three things, might be five, I don't know, that, that the Lord gave me uh, uh, that we need to watch out for. Already you see the devaluing of the dollar. I need to move on some things. You can see the devaluing of the dollar. We know now that when we go and buy certain items that you get less for your money. We know that. We've experienced And God says that's going to be even a greater inflation. Okay? Now, that's not good because you won't be able to get no more but a little bit. Amen? Your dollar won't go but so far. But then God showed me something else. He says, now, the reason why give you a little bit of information. China devalued their dollar. When they devalued their dollar, their economy was in real bad shape. But when he says down what? He said, Brother, I want you to look at this. He says, they devalued their dollar, and all these American companies are going uprooting from, from the United States, and they're going to these foreign places to, to run and operate their company at a cheaper price. Okay? And then I said, okay, God. So he says, you, what they're doing is they're still making money. But he said, here's the ploy. Those same things that they're going over there and they're getting at a 